Grace and mercy and peace to you today from God our Father and from Jesus Christ our Savior too. Dear people of God here at St. Paul, I think it's probably the verse I use the most. It's not the most famous. If you'd ask a person, name one verse in the Bible, like John 3.16, people probably name something like that, but I don't have stats on it. If you'd ask me what verse of the Bible do I use the most in my life, it's probably this one. Give thanks to the Lord, he is good, his, his love endures forever. The history of it is, King David seems to be, have been the one who wrote it. He's the one, you know, as a kid fought Goliath, but then when he became the king in Jerusalem, one of his dreams was to bring the ark of God, the, the symbol of God's presence among his people, into Jerusalem and to build a house for God there. Solomon, his son, built the house, but David is the one who built, brought the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. And that was such a wonderful day that David wrote a psalm, because that's what he loved to do. Most of the psalms were written by David. And so on that day when the Ark came to Jerusalem, David wrote a psalm, and one of the verses was, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. And it's stuck. The whole psalm is in the Bible, but that verse got picked out and used again and again and again. So Psalm 100 that we sang, that one has it in it. Psalm 106, 107, which other one's on the list? 17, 118, Psalm 136, it gets used 26 times in the psalm. Just again and again and again, give thanks to the Lord, he is good, his love endures forever. His son Solomon building the temple, did you see the number of animals? Like 120,000 sheep and goats, 22,000 cattle, and the thing they sang on that day was, Give thanks to the Lord, he is good, his love endures forever. A couple generations later, there was a king named Jehoshaphat. They had to go fight a battle, but there was no way they could win. They were, were just massively outnumbered. And so after praying to God, the answer was, we're actually going to march into battle singing. <laughs> rather, rather than having an army with, with weapons go, we're going to march into battle singing praise to God. And you can guess what they sang. They sang, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good his love endures forever. God, God delivered them. A couple generations later, God's people were taken into captivity because they're unfaithful to him. God promised that when you return, you're going to say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And wouldn't you know, when they came back and rebuilt the temple, the day they relayed the foundations, they sang, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And it didn't stop then. Uh, there's a pastor I served with out in Denver for a year. He had taught his kids it in Hebrew. And they would pray it at their meals. Now, I've never done that with my family. I'm looking out at you. I'm guessing none of you have done that either. But show of hands here today, how many of you use this verse as the common table prayer you use at home? Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. If you've got another prayer, that's fine to, to thank God in a different way before you eat, but... From what I know, that's part of our culture together. It's a pretty rare day in my life when this verse is not on my, my lips. So of any verse in the Bible that I use the most, it probably is, probably is this one. And if you look at it then, for us today, there are really two parts. There's, there's the what, what it, what it says to us to do, and then the reason why. What is, give thanks to the Lord. And it's phrased as a command. English teachers would say it's an imperative, but I'm not here today to force you to praise God. And you look at how it's used in the Bible, that's never the situation. Like, I'm commanding, it's never a command to do something that people don't want to do. What it is more than a command is, in that 
word, it's, that is the praise to God. It's not that there's usually something next that says, here's what you'll praise God with. This is the praise. Give thanks to the Lord is what God's people shout out to him. And the way it's phrased recognizes it was written to be said in a big group of people all saying it together. Can you say this to God on your own in your prayer life? Sure you can. But when David wrote it, when Solomon said it, when the army marched into battle, when they rebuilt the foundation of the temple, it was with a whole lot of people together, and that fits. Give thanks to the Lord is us calling out to each other to join together in praising God. But to just do that because you want to, not because you have to, there has to be a pretty good reason. And the rest of the verse gives what the reason is. Very simply, it's because God is, because God is, God is good. The last line really just expounds on that. In what way is God good? It's his love. That unchanging, steadfast love for us, it never changes, it is eternal. Why give thanks to God? Because God is, is good. And I, I think about that, and I, I think that, that turns around the thanksgiving that I often have, or maybe you have too, I I think it's often easy to give thanks to God based on something that's happening in, in my life or in our life together. There'd be nothing wrong with that because when David wrote that verse, when they dedicated the temple, they were thanking God for the ark coming into Jerusalem or for the temple being built or for victory over enemies. There was something in their lives they gave thanks to God for. Is it fitting for us today to thank God for, you know, wow, who are we to be worshiping in a church like this? How great it is for us to be back together, and if you're watching online, to still be joining together with Christians together. Can you thank God for all of that, that after three months, God has kept us through what has been a very uncertain time? Uh, Sure you can. Those are all good reasons to thank God, but maybe you can see the problem there. If our giving thanks to God is based primarily on how we're doing in life, Thank God, say, thank you, God, that I am having a great day today. Thank you, God, for letting this church work out. Thank you for letting me not get sick. Thank you for something about me. Uh, there's a lot of trouble we're going to go through this side of heaven, and not everything is going to be all smiles and happy in a sunshiny day outside. If you would wait to say thank you to God until this whole pandemic is declared officially over, you might be waiting quite a long to thank, quite a while to thank God. Uh, if your thanksgiving to God is based on everything going your way in life, I think it's, it's easy that rather than thanking God to question him and say, why God didn't today go the way I wanted it to. So you go back to this verse, and the reason for thanking him is not about us, it's all about, about him. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is... God is good. Not just partly good, he is completely 100% good all the time. There's nothing about him that's sinful or that would ever ever want to hurt us. Uh, How long has God been good? He's always been good. He always will be good. That's not a verse in the Bible, but I've seen it as a meme on the internet or people have it on a wall in their house. It says God is good all the time. All the time God is good. That no matter what comes and goes in your life or my life or in our whole life as a congregation, one thing that never ever changes is the fact that God is, God is good. And as the verse recognizes, 
the way you see that the most is that his love for us endures forever. Psalm 100 that we sang before, the reasons it, 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 it elaborates on that, the reasons it gives are because he made us and we are his. That when God created this world, when he made you who you are with all your wonderful gifts and abilities, God did that because he's, he's good to you. And when God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for you, that's because God is good and because he loves you. And when Jesus died, he took away your sins, and the fact that you've got heaven coming someday is because you've got a God who is, who is good. And if we've got a God who chose us even before the world began, if we've got a God who sent his son to die for us, who is bringing us to glory forever in heaven, then no matter what day you wake up, this is always true. God is, God is good. And as long as that's true, then the first part is true too. To call out to each other and say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So, thinking about today, there, there's another day coming in September, the plan is, to officially dedicate this church. Uh, you, there's going to be a cross on the wall. Uh, we're going to have some other things that are filled in these next months to make it even better. So when September comes and everything is finally done, we're going to gather here and give thanks to God and dedicate this space officially as a place where we worship him. But the first day back, this is my prayer for us together as a church family here at St. Paul. That you and I would just very clearly see how good God is to us. Yes, in allowing us to build what a place to have to worship him. And I'm praying that as we're here, this is a place where God's word will give you what you need uh, every step of your way through life, that God's grace would preserve you to heaven, that the Lord's Supper would be something that, that sustains you and gives you forgiveness, that in this baptismal font, uh, people are being brought into God's family through the water of, of baptism. And how about to just stop and thank God for that? Or the fact that we are together. Uh, many of us, for the first times in months, in person in worship here, but... Even if you're not with us here today, you're at home. The fact that God has brought us together as a Christian family, what a reason to thank God. And you could probably have your whole list of things for yourself personally, whether it's over this last week or since the whole coronavirus thing hit three months ago or looking back over your lifetime of ways where God's goodness and his love are so clear in your life. But on top of all of those, and even deeper than all of those, is what this verse says. Give thanks to the Lord because he is, because God is, is good. And of all the things in this life that have changed and that will change, his love is what endures forever. Amen. Let's all rise. May the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you'd make a list of what are the things God did for us because he loves us and reasons to thank God, uh, it'd be hard to do a better job than the Apostles' Creed. Just one line after another. Here is what we believe our God has done for us. Let's confess our faith together.